marketed to me for a cheap price. I just, just want to ask why it's a Nikon. Is that a no good? Um, I'm a Nikon hater. You're a Nikon hater, dude? Honestly, there's really probably nothing wrong with them. They have comparable DSLRs across all three of the major companies. Yeah. Um, I hit record. Um, what the fuck? But I was also microwaving coffee, so I'm going to go get that. What the fuck? So I'm going to leave you, you to it. Record. You can't leave me on the show by myself. What the fuck? Damn, this one's going to get no money because I'm cursing so much. Hi, everyone. How are you? Uh, I'm looking at my to-do list right now. Ben's currently in the kitchen. I got to make some big Duolingo moves before the end of the night, but... I can check record podcast off the list. That's like super exciting. Guys, welcome to the show. I'm trying to get my life in order. Um, my my boss gave me a bouncy ball today as a bonus for work. So you can't even believe that. I might repeat that actually because that's funny. I'll say that again later. Um, right. But yeah, so thanks I, guys. So I got my I coffee. Appreciate you. But you know what? I also need to go get water. I'm going to go get water real quick. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Looks like I'm back again by myself. That's what this one's going to be called. Uh, what else did I do today that I don't want to tell Ben? I'm going to chug some absinthe. Just kidding. I'm definitely not going to do that. Definitely. Oh, that was probably real good, huh? Was that good? Mm, real good clog, huh? Oh, my God. Burned. Oh, it up. <laughs> oh my god. All right, I got the core liquid surrounding me and I got everything I need, babe. <laughs> ben, it went off the rails when you were left. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen back. You're going to have to listen back. I took a swig of absinthe. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take another sip. Um, let me ask oh, you this, is wow. everything all right? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Everything was fine before you came. Before you showed up. How was sad? How was sad? Now I, how is now I is, feel crazy. Is there sadness? I can't feel my tongue. I think this is all um, <laughs> happening right now. This is because you uh, bait and swidded me. No, I, I think there I, were un, I, I think there were before? underlying things to this. <laughs> no, there there actually wasn't. What did I say before? What? God darn, get in my barn. That's what I said to you earlier. You didn't really respond to that, it. That is a text you sent me, and I didn't know how to respond. Um, I got finished uh, smoking, and um, where the hell? I was at. I was at my friend's place. Dang. Yeah. Smoking? No, that was not the intent. I just I was out today. I went to a store, and then I went to a chicken place, and Man. and then I was like, I'm tired of walking, and it's hot. And I texted yeah. her. I said, can I eat chicken at your place? <laughs> and so I went to her place to eat my chicken. All right. That and then I got exciting. invited to a party in which I said, absolutely not. <laughs> I have to record the podcast. I have to show my face up to, to Michael here. That, that was definitely part of it. But also, there it's just college kids. And I'm that's, yeah. a, that's an absolute no. Always. Is it college age vibes or is it like seniors and grad school kids? Uh, Not no, kids, you no, know, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no grad school and all seniors, but, um, it's just, uh, it's, uh, unless, uh, no, just, that's not so bad. I'm not saying it's bad. 
but like art school parties are very different vibes to the college parties that you probably went to. Oh, I'm sh- mm, I don't know. They had a beer pong tournament lined up. <laughs> we had beer pong tournaments too, but other than that, it was pretty. Did chill. you? We did. Or was it wine pong? No, I was the only wine lover in the in the whole land at that time. Well. Anyway. We just would drink cocktails. Ben, can I say I had work today? You did have work. <laughs> and I got paid. But oh. I also got I also got a bonus. For what? I got a bonus just for being me, you know, just for just for working <laughs> with her for so long. Hey. She was so happy that I helped me her with her work and she gave me this nice bouncy ball. Oh my god. Mm. <laughs> and she you know what she said? That's that's the ultimate Ooh. bonus right there. She got them. Because her uh, physical therapist said that they were good for um, massages. They are good for massages. massages. They are really good. That and lacrosse balls. Yes, absolutely. And she said, balls are so good for workouts. And I laughed, and she didn't know why I laughed. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, never mind. (laughs) And then I moved on. And you said, that's what you said. (laughs) But I talked to the viewers about it, uh, or listeners about it, but you weren't there. So I just want to mention it before we got too far. Thank you. I'm I feel included now and I'm very happy. Uh, yes. No, I um I just need to uh you know what? Fuck it. We have to roll the intro. I don't know what we're doing right now. Dang. Too far. Hey, how you doing? It's the Hey Look Man podcast with Michael Macurola. And Ben Lewis. That's my level. I just want to say that if, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't think that thing thinks too crazy. Okay. <laughs> Wait, Ben, are you switching mugs? You got two mugs? I told you I got water and I got coffee. <laughs> oh, okay. I need Because I saw he had a big uh, blue. Uh, They're both massive. Uh, M&M yes. guy. That's a mug drinking out of his skull, and then you have your big red mug, Clifford the big red mug. I'm telling you, Clifford, even though... Clifford's got a big red mug. <laughs> I, got, I got Clifford the blue and red dog right here. I'm, I feel like I'm in the Matrix, taking blue and bl- uh, red mugs. <laughs> so many, so many blue mugs. and blue mugs. <laughs> so many mugs. That's no, like I don't know why I'm obsessed with a large mug. I'm obsessed with large mugs, especially for water and tea. Of course, that's an obvious. Yeah, but I get that. Coffee, like I do, like a nice cupable one. You know, I can cup it in my yeah. hands. I can cup the mug in my hands. And I, yeah, um, this one though, it just I can hold so much coffee in it. <laughs> I I feel like coffee needs to be at um, precious small doses. You know. Rather than the large, uh, because one, there's two problems to it: mm-hmm. overconsumption of caffeine. Okay, yes, check. In short periods of time, specifically, check. And number two is um, the heat distribution doesn't go nowhere. That I will say that is sound because it does get cooled off very quickly. So, like, I have yeah. to just drink it fairly. I mean, I drink coffee pretty quickly anyway, but um. No, that that is very true. I think I'm just a man of habit. Not I think I know I'm a man of habit. And um ever since I got the red mug and used it for coffee, it's the only mug I use for coffee. And I know you are like this as well, except you probably started with a uh correct size mug. I did not. 
Oh, it's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> I have it within gripping distance at all times. <laughs> at all times. With coffee or without. I have other mugs that I enjoy, but I have a daily user, a daily driver, as they say, in other communities uh, um, that I use. No, no, it's good. You need to have that other mug. Like, I have my own specific wine glass, and it's one that I stole from Lauren um, about mm. four years ago. <laughs> and I still have <laughs> Nice. Um, yeah, we kind of got rid of all our glasses because no one made us a set of his own glassware. Oh, stuff. yeah, that's really sick. Yeah, I like that. Which is super cool. So I kind of glassware wise kind of threw out. I didn't throw them out, but they're cheap shit, college shit, you know, from freshman year or whatever. So um, not too big of a deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm, all of mine are like either from the Dollar Tree or like mm-hmm. Ikea or some shit. Um, yeah. Or just like a it, mismatch of like random shit that I've acquired over the years. <laughs> it's nice to, uh, you know, live with a uh, a woman who is dating your friend who's a glass blower. Because he gives you so many uh, glass blowing gifts to I the apartment and you get that. to use them. <laughs> no, that, you want to try glass blowing? Dude, it sounds so cool. It sounds so fun. I want to make such cool things. And it, I, I, I think it's such a... Also, like, how many people in this world do you know are glass blowers? Like, it's such a rare thing. I know, to come a, by. I know a lot of people. Okay, but well, well, you connected. went to art school. All right. <laughs> you don't I only count. know a lot of people because I, I just well, I work for a partially a glass um, artist. She, yeah. You know, that's a huge part of her. Yes. Uh, of her work, and so that's a that's a big reason why I know a lot of people in the glass world. <laughs> and then I also have some just coincidentally i'm friends with someone who was like educated by sandy's friends okay who are really like cool. teach who are like teachers and professional glass blowers and stuff in new york so i have like a weird network of people i also yeah i don't know i'm really well connected to the glass blowing industry in new york city even though i don't <laughs> know shit <laughs> that's really funny but other than i understand that the general vibe is that most people don't know well that um, I just think it's really cool. I also want to do pottery and like spinning clay. Um, yeah. I think that would be really cool. Uh, and there's yeah. one right next to where I work. I feel like I've already mentioned that before, but I say it again. Um, You've said it to me and I've seen it in person. It's, it's really it. cool, but it's really expensive. Uh, I yeah. think it'll be expensive anywhere, but it's also Chelsea. So anyway, yeah. let me move on to my day today oh, oh yes the one that happened today on a the story is your story it is mine to tell you <laughs> and everyone else that might be listening thank um, you for listening thank you joe thank you <laughs> um so i didn't mention this last episode and i was so mad too because basically I had for about a week been trying to kill a singular fly i don't know how it got in here i don't know what the fuck happened and i whatever i had been trying to kill this for forever and i felt like i was in a goddamn like you know the movie what is it mousetrap or something um it's like an it's like an older movie that's basically like home alone except uh replace the kid left at home with a mouse replace macaulay culkin if macaulay culkin was a mouse and uh was fucking with people uh, that were trying to kill it that's that's what the movie is and I that felt like, like a fun concept. Oh yeah, Joe loves that movie. I'm pretty sure. Uh, okay. And we don't need to mention him again. No, I know. He he I, got his one shot. He's out just already. the only other person I know that knows the movie. And 
<laughs> I think we I think we fit our filled our quota. Let's yeah, no, the on. quota's done already. <laughs> we're done for the month. So um I I finally kill it. Finally. And mm-hmm. I come back the next day and there's like nine. What the hell? So I've had a fly problem for about a week now where I've been running around my house looking like a lunatic, swinging a, a deflated um, Lego box because I didn't have a fly swatter. And I fi- now, and then today, because I, I've been trying to do this, I was like, I just need a, even though we're like fairly clean here, it's not gross by any means, I just did a deep clean of everything, of the whole living room. I like swept, mopped, uh, countered, and did like everything. Mm-hmm. So now we're down to what it see like you don't see them when you walk into the apartment. Good sign already. So yeah. I think at most there might be one or two, and I need to kill them right away before they make fucking more. Yeah. Did I did I talk to you and or on the podcast about my um, maggot problem? Not at all. I didn't talk to you about this. No. Did I talk to I don't think so. to you about this? I don't think so. We had a fruit fly problem in our um, mm. in our trash can, and let me tell you something. It was you know someone threw in an apple too early yeah. into the trash can, and those fruit flies were living in there, and it started to like really make the play. I honestly think it had to do something with the cat's food because since we stopped giving her this wet food, because you know, her diet changed and shit, yeah. we haven't had a single fly. Okay, I mean, so it's possible I think to it has her. to do with that. Yeah. And so I think that was probably a, a big factor. But we had, you know, these dudes in there flying around and they had kids. And one day I opened up my uh How trash many kids? lid. Were they cute? Too many kids, dude. <laughs> too many kids. Talk about and too one many kids. T- I woke up at like seven, you know. I was like I for whatever reason I woke up early. I, you know, went to go to the kitchen make some coffee. I then like tried to like open up the trash lid i saw a bunch of little white specks on the top of the um trash lid and i thought why who ate rice and why is it everywhere (laughs) and then i looked closer because they were about the size of rice and i looked closer and they were moving and i was like oh i'm no no." (laughs) (laughs) the the fear of worms just all floods back Well, dude, I don't know. I feel like I, I something clicked in me, which I had a conversation about it with my dad, actually, which I was kind of proud of myself uh-huh. because I went into like just something snapped and I went into like, okay, I have to deal with this. That's okay. I'm not afraid. I don't care. <laughs> Fuck you guys. You're dead. You're out of my uh, living space. I immediately space. like wiped them down, like packed up the trash, threw that trash out and then came back after getting bleach. And just bleach the fuck out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then I left that for a while, and then I cleaned it, and then I re-bleached. <laughs> but they're no longer there, and we there was an ultimatum said that we need to take out the trash more as an apartment. Uh-huh. I every everyone needs to do it. Yeah. And um, I uh, never, never again will those babies be born in my trash. And I'm happy uh, for you. And I'm almost there yeah. myself. Yeah. I, it's such a it's such a slippery slope. It's Dude, not something I ever thought I'd ever get. It is. It's because it, like you can't like you can't just if you like right now I see fewer of them right and I I would be ignorant to say that they're all dead. I would be totally ignorant. There's at least one I know for sure, but I yeah. know I can't leave it. Like if I leave it, 
it's just going to be, I'm going to come home and there's going to be 17 others. And uh, so when I did that whole deep clean, I spent $60 today on just cleaning supplies. I bought, I bought a Swiffer wet and dry shit. I bought uh, fly spray. I brought Drano because um, one of the thoughts was that there was like food stuck in the drain. Like a friend told me and I was like, that makes a lot of sense. So there could have been food trapped in the drain. And I did see them hanging around the sink a lot. And I don't know if that's just because of moisture or what, but I was like, could be the drain. So I shoved like a half a bottle of Drano down there. Probably too (laughs) much. Gotta get it clean out. Probably too much. (laughs) And, um, uh, as periodically spraying the ones that I saw with the fly shit and then swatting at them with a new fly swatter I got. And, uh, this place smells toxic like yeah. like i aerate I, I literally after doing this i was like i should be wearing a mask i put on a mask for doing this because like dude it smelled like a mixture of like bleach clorox um yeah. bug bug fly spray that is apparently safe for pets but i don't fucking trust that and yeah. uh and drano and it might it re everywhere everywhere and so I finally just like changed into different clothes and like left, <laughs> and I and that's when, and I just came back. I mean, you gotta get the windows open, gotta clear it out. I don't have windows. You don't have anything that can open. I have two windows, one in my room, and or I have you know I have one in my room, and then there's like four in Ani's. Oh, okay. But I'm not opening our doors. Way. Like I'm keeping yeah, all true. all of the doors here are permanently closed because if a fly gets into my room, I'm done. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. When we when we lived at Pratt, uh, old roommate and I, um, we had roaches, no fault of our own. We were probably the cleanest apartment in that entire complex. Yeah. But the building just had a problem where they would come from the hallway or they come from the pipes or whatever the fuck they do, and um, they had a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> but whenever we would get a roach, we would be so afraid of them that after we took care of it and like killed it and disposed of it and everything, we would spray raid obsessively. Yeah. 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 And raid, I don't know if you know, this is poison. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I did. (laughs) (laughs) Not just for roaches, but for humans. And although, uh, you know, a normal dose, like you're supposed to put, like put the barrier spray for raid out like once every two weeks and not once a month uh-huh. we did we would do it daily <laughs> <laughs> and i started to feel sick yeah dude <laughs> a lot consistently consi- just consistently bad you poisoned yourself <laughs> <laughs> and i was actively on a low dose of poison most days okay. for college i feel and so i think i haven't sprayed raid i don't even think i've ever owned raid well here because i haven't seen any roaches but um it's an active problem and you know i've been i've been through that uh fumes many times is yeah. what i have to say because so, you do because you kill the roach at like i don't know nine o'clock at night you gotta sleep in the same room yeah and you and know there's more all this poisonous shit in it <laughs> well i i wasn't worried about there being more roaches like in the room because usually they kind of come one at a time yeah yeah um but like my main concern was like after I've killed this thing with you know a, a you know a vat of spray, 
I have to sleep in this room. I can't sleep anywhere else. And so you're just going to sleep in like a terribly fumigated room. You're like you're like having hallucinations in your like in your dreams. You're having no, hallucinations. No, on top. it's not that kind of vibe. It's slowly going to sleep and sleep all you. wake up. It's just taking all the oxygen out of your lungs. Because literally, it was just like your brain activity was slowly going down uh-huh. down down as much as it <laughs> you woke up and you're like oh i'm not my pratt huh is this pratt <laughs> i thought i was not here <laughs> but yeah i so i'm i've learned from my mistakes and i have, I have empathy for you with this um, bug situation yes thank you i had to tell you i don't think i've told you um yeah i i also real quick um, just to, I, 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 cause I, I feel like I've skipped it at least three times, like news story, but now I think I'm just adopting it into like news stories, less interesting thing I've just recently read. Um, and no, yeah. it's not about the queen dying. That's not interesting. That's sad. <laughs> that's not, no, no. Leave it at that. Soundbite it. That's not interesting. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, if we had villains, that's what they'd do. No, I, I told my coworkers at work when it happened, and this is my coworker who's obs- obsessed with the royal family, and he was like, yeah. no, no, no. And he left the room just yelling no. <laughs> like Really? Yeah, it was Dang. it was pretty I'm funny. I'm sad by it, but I was also like, she lived a full life. She's yeah. ninety six. Um the monarchy is uh eh. I agree with that. But you know, it you know, hats off to her for being a trooper at ninety six. She really uh, made it that way, that far. She really made it through it. Uh, but anyway, so the interesting thing I read, um, it's this one page I follow that just talks about various history things. I, f- I feel okay. like I've shown you posts from it before at, at least once. Um, what is the name of this place? Uh, it's called Hi- uh, History Photographed, I'm pretty sure it's called. Okay. Um, and it's a picture of this girl uh, walking through like, I would say, like, hip high, like, just below waist high of water. Looks like a stream of some kind. Um, And pictured there is 17-year-old Julianne Kopke. I can't pronounce that. Um, Was sucked out of an airplane after it was struck by lightning in in 1971. She fell two miles to the ground while strapped to her seat and survived 10 days in the Amazon jungle. Um, after 10 days, she discovered a boat moored near a shelter with its fuel tank still partially full. Um, she poured gasoline on her wounds, which effectively removed the maggots from her arm. Uh, Julianne was the only survivor of that plane crash of the Lanza Flight 508 on December 24th, 1971, just before Christmas, otherwise known as Christmas Eve. <laughs> Probably the worst Christmas that she had. I can say that for sure. And that was an acute up joke. I don't know what it is. <laughs> out of, out of, it actually wasn't. I, I kind of just re- now read the uh, date. Right which, off yeah, bat. right off. I can, I'm quick like that. Yeah. Uh, out of 93 passengers and crew. Wow. Yeah. And you know, um, that's insane. That that's her right there. Oh, that's her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a girl. What a lady. Powerful woman. I couldn't do it. I I would have died in the seat falling. 
probably before landing, I would have fallen. Uh, and I don't know yeah. what I'd do if I actually survived and was marooned. Because I feel like I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't enjoy it. Oh, I'd really? Go <laughs> I'd go crazy. I, I think I'd actually go crazy. Um, I you know what you I mean? I don't think I'm mentally stable enough to maintain my psyche through something not traumatic. Can well, I be honest with you? Maybe that's revealing too much. No, I, I, I mean, I don't know how I would react. I, I think I would be better than that. Um, yeah. But when it comes down to it being 10 days, I'm like, what am I eating? Like, you know, yeah. I, I, I mean, you have to resort to like bugs and us also the Amazon jungle. Like yeah. that is not that is like not an easy jungle, not to mention how massive it is. So like the yeah. likelihood of you getting out of there is like like nothing like anyone finding yeah. you in there is you're done <laughs> yeah i feel like i would probably so two things would happen i'd go crazy and probably just lay there and die <laughs> or, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or yeah. i would click into this like totally buried personality that's like you know I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Are but I'd telling, never be the same after Are that. you telling me you'd be Tom Hanks? I don't know. I've never seen the movie. Well, that's basically him. He becomes two people. Him and Wilson. Okay. okay. He I should see that movie then. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a classic movie. I didn't see it until, like, really late. And I was like, eh, it's good. It's a good movie. <laughs> okay. It's yeah. nothing... It, it's no Forrest Gump, in my opinion. Yeah. Depending on how you hold that movie. To me, I hold it. I've that. only really... I've only seen it with you once. Well, but... to, I mean, I've seen that movie. Like, that almost was like a Thanksgiving tradition. That would be on, like, every Thanksgiving at my aunt's house. So we'd watch it all the time. But, like... Dang. I think that was probably my first time watching that movie, too. Uh, but I hold that movie to a high standard. And, like, of, like, you know, that's, like quality on quality of tom hanks movie uh mm -hmm. and and that and toy story and yeah. um this falls at eh, good all right yeah i mean i, I don't know I, this woman is you know, such a crazy person to, to be like i'm gonna pour gasoline on myself i would never even would know to do that yeah exactly also like it, that's what i'm thinking like how would i i see that and i'm like oh look i can use this entire amount of gas to try and use this boat to find my way out of here not yeah i can use some of this gas to heal my wounds that i'm gonna be dying oh. from soon oh and if i knew that maggots were growing in me no I'm jumping off the highest tree. Not to mention, too, you're pouring, and I understand at this point, you're kind of like half to death and like nothing will really phase you, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's the mentality. But you're pouring gasoline in your open wounds. Like, yeah. That, a, I, that's what was my first thought. That doesn't seem safe. It, a, doesn't sound like it would feel all that great. And B, no. it doesn't sound safe at all. It sounds like damn near next to ingesting it. Like, it pro it's probably just as, if not, it's probably worse, right? It's going straight into the bloodstream. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it might be more surface level. If you have maggots already, that means you're kind of like, it's probably done, you know? So, like, I'm thinking swallowing it's probably worse because you're, like, digesting whatever the fuck is in all of that. What uh, was the year this came with this person had this experience? 71, 1971. 
whatever prior two weeks or three weeks ago, whatever. So uh, I get that. Um, you know, but that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means I'm hitting in a little bit of a groove, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds like a stride more than anything. Uh, yeah, sounds nice. But uh, I, you know, I've, I'm having a lot of uh, contemplation and uh, changing of possible plans. I had a uh, interview for an internship that I hopefully will be offered and um, most likely will be doing. And that involves me leaving the city for a time being, hopefully not too long. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, it sounds stupid to say that it was a tough decision strictly off the fact that I want to stay in the city because that's really ultimately not that important of a thing. And what's more important is doing an opportunity that could lead to other things and experience yeah. in general. So um when my logical brain thinks of it in that regard i am like yeah uh you know i should probably take this thing even though it's not paid and i will have to move back to jersey two things that are fun yeah but uh the biggest thing with the unpaid is that there's no risk on their end which makes them more inclined to give me things to do so uh, i think of that as a positive uh and uh I guess I'll be saving money and I'll probably take up a part-time job over there just doing something so that I have like a small income still. Cause I'm never not going to want an income. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm hoping that goes well. What's the timeline on that? I'm meeting them Thursday to, uh, I'm going to their offices on Thursday to talk with them and, I guess, I guess they maybe would just want to, I, I spoke to them over a video call for, it was like about a half hour and then they were like, okay, cool. Um, you know, when can we find time for you to come over down here and, you know, meet with us here? And I was like, whatever works for you, honestly. So mm -hmm. I'm going there Thursday and, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm hoping in that interaction, I will both find out whether it's something that they are going to be offering me and also just talking with them in general. But it's it's a cool place if I'm doing stuff with them. They do a lot of, like, cool work with private um, businesses as well as large corporations. They've had a few contracts with larger brands, and uh, they also have a fairly nice set of facilities and... Um, and That's awesome gear so i'm it's all at my disposal if i'm doing personal things as well which is like awesome. a, a good plus yeah I, do they want you for like a specific amount of time or they're just like hey come on and we'll see how it goes for a few months or whatever i guess both of us are playing it by by ear because uh we i Simply, this was part of, like, my cold call email that I sent out to a bunch of people, and so they were the ones that responded. When they got on the call with me, they're like, yeah, you know, it came at a really weird timing because we just hired someone last week, and then we got your email, and we thought that you were a good fit, so we thought, you know, they didn't want to lose a possible opportunity for someone else that could be beneficial for them, so that's why they set up that video interview there, and again... They them explaining that they just hired someone again. I'm not. Be, I wouldn't be being 
I wouldn't be paid. Therefore, again, it adds less risk on them. Yes, they have to still watch over quality and all this other shit, which you would have to do normally, but at least if I fuck up in any way, they're not out any money. So they're just out time at that point, which, again, that's its own problem, but better than, hey, we're out of time and money. Not that I'm saying this would happen, but... Again, I'm thinking in the in the sense of the person who would be, quote unquote, hiring me for this. Like, yeah, for sure. I'm trying to get into their heads because someone with very little experience professionally, someone who hasn't worked in some that some sort of setting like that in a while. So those two combined, and like they were pretty like cool with me too. They're like they, the 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 guy who owns the LLC went to uh, Bridgewater as well. Okay. Just like, nice. just like, uh, you know, graduated six years before us. Nice. Uh, An alum. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, that um, go Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, it seems really cool, and uh, I think right now they're currently working on Fashion Week stuff. Uh, so okay. that was something that they mentioned that they might want me to be a part of, possibly depending on how the timeline goes. So uh, I think they're looking for, because they asked, you know, you know, what sort of, what are your, what's your inclination? And I was like, oh, you know, video work, like camera work, that sort of thing. Um, and they're like, can you edit? I'm like, yes, I can edit. I edit on Premiere, After Effects. You know, I'm, I won't, I would never claim I'm the fastest editor or, or the best editor. It's never like whatever, but I can get whatever it is needed done and I can learn whatever I don't know and get that in there as well. Um, they also use Final Cut, so I'd have to, no different thing in terms of the edit itself, but I would just have to learn Mm -hmm. that OS system and, like, the navigation of where everything is, even though I've used it before, but it's been a while. Yeah. So, yeah. Damn. Nice, dude. Yeah, man. Well, I hope you get it. It would be a a good time. Yeah. I mean, all I'm hoping is I'm doing stuff with them and uh, getting a good en- amount of work and experience with them for a good amount of time so that I can put that down somewhere and yeah. be like, hey, I've got, I mean, optimally, I would be like minimum of eight months with them just doing some stuff uh, so that. And if they like you, they start paying you. Well, that's you the know? other thing. They were like, you know, we're, oh, we're definitely looking for like growth opportunity. We wouldn't bring you on just as, hey, come here for us for four months and then peace out. Uh, mm-hmm. so there, it's something that they also mentioned to me as well, you know, the possibility of being brought on paid, being brought on as a specialty or whatnot. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, 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 in our field experience is literally the only qualitative thing you can have. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the only reason I got this job I'm currently at, honestly, is because they thought that my experience at Locomotors was interesting. Mm-hmm. and like they were like okay you can do design work but you've worked for a tech company before yeah. and that's we need someone who understands that realm even if it's like kind of a little bit related not totally related mm-hmm. you know um but that was a big part of that and it's like but also um that was like the hr reason to hire me because they were like okay he's qualified and he has this experience but the the other side of it was my other designer who I work under mm-hmm. was just interested in my personal work. And he was like, oh, this is cool. I think he would be a good fit. 
Yeah. And I, I didn't know how much illustration it was going to be in the beginning, but he did obviously, cause he did it full time by himself. And so when he saw my illustration work, he's like, okay, I could see that he could do this too. In addition to graphic design. Mm-hmm. And so it all, it all adds up. It's kind of, and it's kind of why I really caution people who get into creative fields who like do a lot of different things, but keep them separate. It's like, I really don't like it when people are just like, I'm a photographer over here and I do graphic design work over here. Yeah, It's like people, you need to show everyone everything, even if you focus on something specific, because you never know how people are going to connect with us and how you're useful to them, Yeah, you know, and it's when all- you're looking for a corporate job. <laughs> specifically it, it, it goes to this as well actually too because when i first emailed them they were like hey you know uh I, I forget what question they asked like um you know we might be interested uh like how do you can you have do you have examples of your work and you knowing me i don't have much so i sent them the two things that i feel comfortable sharing with people and that's the short film that i did in college which Looking back, I remember now that it exported, like, something weird about how it exported. It was shot in 4K, and those computers don't handle it very well. Uh, but it's, like, a little, like, staticky isn't the right word. Like, it's just a bit, like, fuzzy. Uh, mm. More, fu- It's not as clear as it should be. It wasn't as clear as the project folder was, like, editing it. So... That's a little bit of an annoying aspect, but I'm sure they just saw past that and just took it for anything else. But the other thing that was the uh, video I did for Dan, the tattoo video. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah, sent, really I, 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 I like, I didn't send them the whole thing, but I, cause it's not like perfect by any means, but I sent them like a snippet of it that I um, showed, showed a good detail of of like a close shot of the talking headshot of various other things and prefaced it in the email. Like, okay, so the first one was a short film I did. I was the editor on that. That's what I did in that one. The other one is something that I fully filmed, edited and whatever. So mm-hmm. sent both of those out. And the, the one thing that in reference to how um, the person that is basically it above you uh, liked your illustration work and your personal work there. This is like more in line with the type of videos they do. They do a lot, like I said, a lot of marketing type videos and like business uh, yeah. advertisement almost, but like in a higher degree than your, you know, cable commercials. Mm-hmm. Uh, like um, same thing, like talking heads, uh, B-roll shots, stuff like that. And that's basically what I did with Dan. So it was a, I was trying to show a demonstration towards their yeah. <laughs> their era area of, of expertise. That's it's important. It like is insanely important. Yeah. So it's and funny it, knowing think, that a project that I did of my own volition for Dan, like reaching out to Dan saying, "Hey, can I do this video for you?" Obviously, mm-hmm. no charge, just to do the video, was able to help possibly get this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, it's crazy important. I don't know, man. It's all about it's all about the portfolio and the experience, because you know, I, I don't know. I, yeah, <laughs> but it's ex- it's exciting, you know, when you start pulling things together and putting stuff in the portfolio after you know, 
personal work is hard to like dump in the portfolio. Uh-huh. So, so like when you're doing corporate work or like business work or whatever, like I do a lot of stuff and I'm just like, that's good enough. Like if it's good enough that I have to show it to clients, it should be good enough. I have to show it to other companies in the future if I ever needed to. Mm-hmm. So like, that's a cool feeling to be like, Oh cool. I can rip that and put that here and yeah, put this yeah. here and arrange my experience like that and stuff. And just further, uh, further tells me not that i didn't already know this but further is like okay you really need to start making your own shit right now (laughs) like you need to well like i again like i haven't put anything that's my own shit in my portfolio my real point really right now is that like i haven't dumped a lot of my own stuff into my portfolio the the more recent updates have been like the stuff i do for my company um yeah and that's kind of like there's a lot of pressure on personal work because Mm -hmm. obviously it's yourself making it but like when you have to do it and it's a deadline yeah. and you have to make it good because it's literally your job um it's a lot easier to like take off the you know like nitpicky bullshit and mm-hmm. just do it and then when you're done with it you're like oh i made a cool thing even if it's like not the best thing i'm ever gonna make in my entire life not to mention um, you got paid to do like it's something yeah personal work yeah. is great and your your own stuff is like all good to showcase what you can do and what your own passion is and what your own uh, perspective is in that regard but also the other things show the added bonus of like someone hired me to do this and also you can view this work within that like this is their company it's for them it's for a company so for i sure. can do this for your company and also and also like lie like, yeah 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 the yeah. fact that you made your video for free for dan doesn't mean that you can't just say i made this for this one tattoo tattoo artist or whatever oh you I, know you don't I have mentioned. to you don't have to say that you did it for free because he's your friend <laughs> well <on laughs> like the, i mean the the payment is neither here nor there i was just like yeah uh i actually have a friend who does tattoos and so i did a video for him this is that and <laughs> that's how i phrased it yeah exactly that's like the most important thing because they're just like, oh, okay, you were hired to do some freelance. You know what's really? I have two things. You know what's really funny too is that they just put out their first episode of their podcast because they're starting to do personal production stuff for their own things as well. So anytime mm-hmm. that they're not, they don't have something booked or they don't have something that day immediately, they work on their own stuff, and so they have a podcast. Now I was like, oh, I can work on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I can do I that. Think I can do that. I think I can handle <laughs> that one. I can do your levels yes. and everything. Uh, the other thing was uh, something I thought you would find really funny because it I don't know why it just really reminded me of your dad because it was my dad. So I call my dad and uh, after this just to let him know my update because I obviously have to keep communication with them on this because I'm still also in a position of no housing for after this lease. And uh I've been keeping them updates on this because again, at worst case scenario, I'm back there. And, uh, I, I was telling him about this thing and I'm like, yeah. So, um, I basically what I told you, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to leave the city and I'm not going to be getting paid for this thing, but I'm thinking logically that this is the best and not just the best, but also an opportunity that like, why would I say no that to that just to look for another, like, I might as well, like, keep saying yes to anything that comes my way, and, uh, and so <laughs> I'm telling him this whole thing, and, like, and he just sounds, like, I know he, it, he doesn't, it's not supposed to come off like this, but he sounded so excited, like, he <laughs> sounded so excited that 
A, I would be moving back and B, that I'm no longer working at a retail position and I'm actually getting professional work regardless of pay and working right. towards building a stronger professional portfolio. And so, <laughs> so he was just like, oh yeah, no, that's, you know what, you're really using your head and, you know, I think, you know, getting the experience, even if it is an unpaid internship, I think that's just the way to do it. You know, this is how the industry works. This is, you're gonna, you're gonna do this for a bit until it leads to something else, until it leads to something else. And maybe with the same company, maybe, and he's like, I'm like, okay, dad, <laughs> you can, you, you can tell me I've made poor choices in the past three years. I can take it. All right. You don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to keep adding this on. <laughs> I mean it's it's there's something in like the brain that says like yeah I don't know we're, we're in a like a capitalism setup so like when someone says no pay you're like that's not worth my time yeah. so especially when you're working part-time at a job you don't particularly want to be at forever or at all mm -hmm. and you're kind of like I'm getting paid here so if I'm not getting paid for something I want to do <laughs> like if yeah, I don't know. Like, if my time's not worth it, here X Y Z. Yeah, you know, it, you know, what it's I'm it's it's a it's a thing of valuing yourself. Of like, hey, yeah. like, pay me. It's another thing where if I didn't have the uh, ability to go back there and not pay for a rent, mm -hmm. that's that's the difference right there. Like, not everyone yeah. has that opportunity. And if it was like, for instance, even if I was living over there paying rent somewhere else and it was like half the price of what I'm paying now, I still wouldn't be able to do it for free. You know, like I would have to have, I would, I would be like, okay, I have to have a full-time job and cut out these times that they need me for this, which is yeah. way harder when it's like project by project shoots or project by project basis that will change periodically. And they don't run by a schedule like that. They run by the project, you know, that's how these yeah. places operate. So like, it, it would be like that's the hard part about modern day is like we need to pay for i mean i'm sure every other time like previous years and all that it's the same thing but like things are so expensive nowadays that if i was on my own having to do all this stuff the thought of an unpaid internship is not easy to swallow yeah i so during college i think of like junior year I think it was like the summer between sophomore year and junior year. I like interviewed at a place that was like in book publishing or something. Okay. And I, I was like pretty sad I was going to get it, but they were like no pay. And it was in the middle of Midtown. And like, they were kind of iffy if they were even going to pay for like my commute. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like I, I would have had to convince them to pay for my commute because they were kind of thinking that I was going to be living in the city while working for this company um so like you, their commute costs are like maybe a quarter mm -hmm, <laughs> compared mm -hmm. to like commuting from new jersey as you as you 100 percent understand yeah 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 and so like i turned it down for that reason or like i really didn't pursue pursue it like they asked me for a lot of work um to like test my skills and stuff to see if they could do this job and ironically, the job is kind of exactly what I do now on a much lower scale. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, if I took that job, I would have probably had a bigger, huge foot in the door when I actually left college, because I wanted to go into book publishing after immediately after I left school. Yeah. And so I that's my biggest, one of my bigger regrets, especially during my college years when I was a dingus.
Of course. Um, I, I, but I, I also, yeah. I also was living at home for that summer and like didn't want to commute for free and it would have been hell, but it would have been worth it. And then like when the pandemic hit, I kept looking for jobs and I, as you know, I got that job at the, um, uh, board game company mm-hmm. or the board game startup. It's it's hard to call them a company. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to throw complete shade on an LLC. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I worked for them for free, and I did some concept art for like six months or whatever. And I didn't really feel like I contributed a lot, and I didn't have the best time there. But it was six months as a full time illustrator yeah. on my resume, and that led to you know a paid thing, which I did. I started the paid thing while I was living at home and I had a really good opportunity to move back to the city, but my dad was kind of more upset that I wasn't taking advantage of the fact that I didn't have to pay rent Mm -hmm. and I was working remote for this job. And if I just stayed there, I could be saving like thousands of dollars every year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But I, you know, it's a, it's a cost cost, you know, benefit analysis for everybody. Also, it's like, at a time where you're young and you can take that risk, you know, yeah. you, you do the things that you like look to do, you know, you, 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 you seek out yeah. whatever new experience is tickling your brain and you just go for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the big thing that I've learned is that like, if you view things as temporary stepping stones, they are temporary stepping stones mm-hmm. and you can actually act on that as a goal rather than just thinking, Oh, I'm in hell. I have to do this setback thing. You yeah. Know? Cause it's not a setback. It's, it's a step forward. Going yeah. A, yeah, for sure. Because it's uh, a complete mind, mind switch. You know, you, you, you but, weigh the differences between working full time at a thrift store, which has given me a lot of experience more than any other retail job in, in regards of my interests and uh, leading to different paths, meeting different people and, uh, friends of mine that I'll have for a lifetime, that sort of regard. But you, I mean, I've had my time there, but you weigh the options of staying at that place that isn't in your career path that you want to be in. And even though it might, you know, coincide somewhere down the line, possibly, who knows, or you take the free or not free, the unpaid opportunity to work within your field and hone your skills and do something that will then continue and lead to another path in your field versus staying at this place and maybe moving up in that company or maybe using it to get another different retail job. So you weigh those out and it's like, it's a no brainer. You got to go with the thing that will give you experience that you want and not something that will lead you to a personal dead end. Yeah. And, uh, the only thing was like, like, despite that, I still like, I went to the Rick Owens store today and, uh, I love that store. It's beautiful in there. Can't afford anything in it. And, uh, it's, it's really cool too. It's like a very personal shopping experience. There's someone that follows you around everywhere. I'm sure also for security purposes, but, uh, as well as, you know, any questions you have, if you want to try stuff on, if you're asking about materials or styling or whatever, and my motive for going there today is to try on these kiss heels. Uh, it's actually my next uh, fashion goal. And 
It's something very, very extremely out of my comfort zone. Uh, and I really want them. And I am thinking of like selling a few things that I just don't need right now to save up for it. Uh, because they're, and I would get them used. Of course, I'm not, I'm never, I'm not going to be buying these new because brand new, they range from 1800 to 2.5. Uh, yeah. Used. You can find a pair for like 800, which is still insane. Don't get me wrong. I understand it's insane. I'm budgeting for like a $50 new comforter. From my <laughs> yeah, my yeah, girlfriend's yeah. mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my my significant other would also be very mad at mine, but I don't have one of those, so I'm good. <laughs> I have me. <laughs> Joe seems, oh, fuck, I said it again. But he seems to, I'm sorry, the quota is maxed out. I'm sorry. But he seems yeah. to have thought that mine was very firm and did not enjoy it at all. It is. Uh, I, I know it is. I know. But I also know no different because that's the only thing I've ever slept on in my life. I took this from the house that which I grew up in. Oh, that's your like bedroom. We fully moved this mattress from Jersey over to here for, so for a mattress that probably isn't worth it. <laughs> but I also didn't have money to buy my own. Uh, yeah. So I just stole it. Uh, but yeah, uh, I so I went there and I tried it on just to see love it felt so powerful they're like seven inch heels they're like six or seven inch heels they're so they're so sick dude um but i was asking the guy i'm like hey you probably get this question a lot how did you get your job here and he was like oh it took me five years to get this job because they have such a very small staff and then once someone's hired there they end up like they stay there for a while rightfully so Mm -hmm. I, i completely understand it uh, I don't know what their pay is, but I'm sure it's very handsome. And uh, you also get a season seasonal allowance to col- uh, to like they'll give you a certain amount of money. And because it's Rick Owens, it's a lot of money to buy a wardrobe from them because they want you wearing the clothes in the store. And obviously yeah. they think it's unrealistic. They know it's unrealistic to be like buy all of this. So they give mm-hmm. you per each new collection a set amount of money to like spend in the store and just take whatever. And wow. that's what your wardrobe is for coming into work. And that was the, obviously the most appealing thing to me. That sounds so nice. Uh, yeah. And uh, I was asking, he was like, yeah, you know, I was, I was in a restaurant business before this. I was just in food and I didn't want to just submit my resume with no other prior experience. So I worked in fashion. I worked in clothing stores I got, he said something about an internship. I don't know if it was with Rick Owens. Cause I don't, that doesn't sound like something that happens unless you're like a stylist. <laughs> uh, but he got some sort of fashion type internship. And then after that, like submitted a resume and like in that, I guess from start to finish, it was like five years that took him to actually get that job. Uh, yeah. And I only asked that too. Cause like, Obviously, I'm still going with this option, but like working at that store would be really nice. That would I could yeah. see myself working at that store for like a couple of years just to like do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This you're obviously your appreciation for fashion and joining the culture has skyrocketed in the past like year or yeah. two. Yeah, and so I don't know. I totally think it's something to pursue. Uh, if it's something you want to do. I, I definitely 
can see myself going somewhere in the mixed route of fashion and video work. Uh, and so it's very interesting. I don't know how that will coincide in the future, but I mean, I'm sure they need marketing people. That's like their whole business probably. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's plenty of stuff to do. I'm sure. So it's cool. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny like that. Uh, it made me wonder if I ever had the ink, like you ever think about how, what you went to school for and like what you're kind of built up in your head is what you want to do. And I'm not saying that anyone's lying to themselves about this, but uh, based off of like us as humans trying to find purpose in life and what our what our thing is, you know, we're always looking for, okay, what am I doing with this life? What am I want to do? And whatever you kind of set yourself up for, I mean, you can love it. It could be the best thing in the world, but like you personally have made that choice and everyone has varying interests. That's why some people like the only way to make this into easier terms, but like related to like a celebrity that goes from music to fashion to cosmetics, whatever it is, like they all have different things because those are all their interests. I view us like that, but as like, as people without money and (laughs) people that like you usually just stick with one because you're like, I can't, I don't have the resources to go to all of these things until, well, I mean, it depends on what it is. If they're close enough related, yes. But like to be like, okay, I do music and this is what I'm making career on, but uh, you're, you're at the level of Zach or Ani or whatever. And Mm -hmm. you have to keep pushing shit out. You don't have time to do a candle business, you know, like you have, you have time to work on animation because they coincide. You have time to work on music videos and videos and stuff because they coincide and you can make it all into one cohesive thing. But if you have other ventures like that, it's not as easy. And while I said there are, I can make, various connections between the two and they can merge in various ways, whether it's shooting fashion shows, whether it's doing something for a fashion related company or whatever it is. Like there are options. Yes. But like part of me was also thinking like designing clothing. Like I could easily have seen myself now in the mentality that I'm in getting really, really deep into fabrics and materials and like sewing and stuff like that, even though I didn't like it in the past but like just designing various things I mean, like that. There's nothing stopping you from doing it. And that's like kind of the point I think with is that you can have a lot of side hustles and they don't have to be your main thing. But if like five years down the line, you're consistently kind of investing a little bit of time into it and you want to switch courses, you have all this, you know, yeah, stuff that you can kind of easily switch. I like the idea of not putting all your eggs in one basket. I think that's you the know. key word, though, is in increments, because like I said, without immediate all these resources, like obviously my clear focus has to be largely put towards one thing. Yeah, and you can't the, pivot and say, I have a five person team that's just helping me do this one thing. And yeah. then you can go over here and five years later, you have like a multi-billion dollar industry mm-hmm. running a company that you're running. It's like if you like obviously this podcast is is a little bit of like I, I, an easier an example for me at least in my career is my painting work where it's like i've had a lot of people talk to me after i sell them paintings that are just like oh so you're like not doing paintings full time that's weird because like 
for some reason they've only perceived me as a paint as a painter because mm-hmm. that's the only work that they see <laughs> from me and so i'm like yeah i don't i don't do this full time i just like to paint and here's the painting and you know i i don't want to do it full time Mm-hmm. But later down the line, if like there's a year of my life or more that I'm like, I'm going to focus on this project and it just so happens to be painting and I want to like really get into the gallery system that I can easily, I can't easily. But it's something I can, you've been working already on. Like you've been doing yeah, that I freely can, by yourself regardless. Right. Like I built up in increments little bits of work. Mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said about the people who do like this is my main thing and I'm hitting it every day and I'm really focusing on it. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think if you do a Jack of all trades style mentality with stuff that has transferable skills, mm-hmm. it's a rising tide lifts all boats or whatever the metaphor is. Yeah. It's all about because, uh, uh, yeah. um, doing it uh, in, in, in proper balance. It's having a, a, proper balance between something that you're like okay this is like a main point that i'm making my most money off of right now and finding the connections between them where you can start intertwining them down the line if if it comes to it you know yeah and it's like at the moment graphic design i am depending on it to cover my bills and all this other shit and savings and all this other shit but i also have to focus on these smaller projects that i have that i want to do because if I don't do it now, then I won't do it later, and and it keeps. Me I don't happy. have to. I don't have to get anything done. Yeah, exactly. It's like if I'm burnt out of graphic design work, I can do a painting, or if I'm burnt out on, you know, anything, I do the podcast and talk to you, which is always lovely, and that's always, I consider that a huge side project. Mm-hmm. And so, if I don't know, I just like having all this little stuff. I have this one uh, big chart. <laughs> I have this big diagram of like how I make money. Okay. And I know that's like really weird. No, I <laughs> think it's, I, to I, me, it sounds like just keep tracking of it. Like, you know, having yeah. a nice like visual to track it. It's like a big web of like, and it all kind of sees, it's, you can see where everything is kind of flowing into. But my main point is that like, I have a section that's no money yet on it. And there's like six things up there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I want to, continue to invest i'll make a little bit of money in, in it or if i want to really dive into it as a my main side thing that i do or my main thing that i do in, in the future it could be just as valuable as my full-time job as graphic designer yeah and it could lead to a whole host of opportunities that i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i don't know i'm trying i think um mike Falzone said this and i actually took it to heart in like a really real way it's like um everyone learns like lessons in life but wise people are realizing they're learning a lesson as they're learning it Mm -hmm. and i really i focus on that a lot yeah so i i'm kind of in that mode of like okay you have stability you have a paycheck you don't hate your job you think it's going great so far um keep keep the ball rolling you can't just like let it sit and not to kill myself also that's another important thing (laughs) but yeah i don't know i don't want to i don't want to feel like i'm preaching anything to anybody but like career development is like just 
I don't know, in my opinion, the coolest personal journey that you go through because mm-hmm. it's like, what are you doing with your time? It's a discovery of what you, of who you are, what you want to do and what, you're, yeah. like how, how you want to enjoy going through this, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 economic system that we have built up in <laughs> right. the world. Like, like, like using like, cause you need money, but like being able to do it in a way where you're happy <laughs> with it yeah know? but 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 most importantly like i the main thing i took away from the early stages of the pandemic was i woke up every day and had nothing to do and that's all i wanted for all of my life mm-hmm. was to wake up and have no responsibilities and just to be relaxed and not be stressed about what the next day was going to be like and uh i it was the most depressed i've ever been in my entire life during yeah. that time when I perceived that I got everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so that was a really hard time to go through. And now that I'm on the other end of it, I feel like it's really important for me to not only focus on what I want to do, but focus on um, where I'm going and how to get there. And I don't know, it's cool. It's just cool to me though. Yeah. That's the main thing. Like you shouldn't, you should do stuff because you're excited to do it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, surviving is the main thing, but like, it, surviving is not that hard. It doesn't have to be painful. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> like, have to be. If you really are worried about survival, move to a very cheap place mm-hmm. and get a job that pays fine. Whatever you need you know? to pay. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, but like, if you want to live your life, then you gotta pursue stuff that you care about, which mm-hmm. is important. Yeah, at whatever cost it takes. So. I don't know. It's it's all cool. It's uh, all vibe. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like that's kind of where I came with this whole internship because I'm like I'm not thinking about you know my immediate because I know I'm luckily taken care of. Like I can be taken care of. Uh, so like I'm not focusing on the or I'm trying my hardest not to focus on like, damn, I should be like, I need to be like alone. I need to be whatever out there, but like taking the opportunity right now to do this while I'm young, instead of down the line when I'm 40 and just then going through this process, uh, I'd, I'd like to get it done now. So, uh, it was another thing. It was this, uh, this director and producer, and and not just this one person, like everyone in said business says this because it's true. <laughs> or I would say for the most part, it is true that career paths and in, in our case, like creative ones, it's just a lot of eating shit <laughs> until you get up there. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in, yeah, your first job is not going to be high paying or paying at all. Your first experience is going to be like, make yourself available. Always ask if people want something else. If you, if you can be used in any way and show that you have value and interest. And that is what gets you there. Not I'm going to wait until someone understands that I need to be paid $90 an hour to work at my first job. And what like, you have to come to the realization that you are a small fish in the pond that which has many large fish already working in it. 
And mm-hmm. you have to understand that they paid their dues. They went through this same process of, yeah, I was a PA that got paid $6 an hour and I would ask people what they wanted every second of every day. And then sometimes would just come into a pattern of knowing that they would want coffee and not even ask them and just show up with cups. And they liked me because of that. And that's why I was hired as a, you know, as a DP on a film because one guy remembered that I worked hard as this PA assistant or I mean, that's redundant as this PA on this thing when I was like 22 and now at 34, he remembered me and knows that I have a work ethic and that I've been working towards this and wanted me as a part of it. Like, this is yeah. where it all lies. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it's like, I forget. It was, um, I forget what YouTube video this was, but um, Neil Patrick Harris was talking about his career and uh, about, like, how he feels about it. And his the metaphor he was using is, um mostly surfing based where it's like you have to realize that a lot of surfing is paddling out and that takes a lot of work and Mm -hmm. you have to like get hit by the waves and then a lot of time you have to be stationary just like on your board just like watching the waves make and then really the whole goal is to be at the right time in the right place at the right time and to be aware that you're in the right place at the right time and then to take that at you know, opportunity when it comes yeah. but you're not gonna like be there in that place if you don't do the work to paddle out perfect analogy yeah and i, I just like that one a lot because that really made a lot of sense to me <laughs> <laughs> because you're a big surfer i'm a big surfer i surfed once and i stood up on the board it was like, <laughs> i could be a surfer for sure i, I went would... to the rockaways recently and i saw them surfing i was like i could do that at for rockaway sure. hmm at the Rockaways, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, Interesting. Uh, but I think on that note, I think that's a good place to stop it. I think that's a good is place. Is that to... a place to stop it? Hey, the biggest economic <sighs> advice I can ever give you is to wear a fucking con. Please, if God that's on an it. investment, please do it. This is an investment in body, mind, and heart. <laughs> uh, absolutely, and let me tell you, sex is important. But you know what's also important? Keeping your bank account away from those grubby little children's hands. They're yeah. too expensive. So wear a fucking so con. So wear a con. Wear a con. <laughs> I love you, bye. I love you, bye. <laughs>